Toothless, Scene 3, The Cave, Part 3. Albrecht scanned his surroundings, staying pressed against the back side of the statue while trying to blend in with the stone as much as possible. The water was creeping higher and lapped at his shoes. Curly splashed as he ran through the cave and crouched behind a large stalagmite to Albrecht's left. The cowboy waved, and Albrecht waved back happily. Then, the mortician froze mid-wave as a terrible thought flashed through his mind. It was brief, yet the terror remained, burning a hole through his concentration and consuming all other thoughts in his mind. What if this is not my toothbrush? Albert cried out. Yeah, that would not be very hygienic, Curly motioned, taking in their unsanitary surroundings to accentuate his statement. Albrecht looked to his hands and examined his faintly glowing toothbrush, desperate to confirm that this was indeed the family heirloom he had come to retrieve. Albrecht, investigation. Six, success, normal DT. A flood of relief washed over the mortician, and calmness settled his mind. The old familiar curves and grooves were there, worn into the handle, and the bristles were feathered with use. The weight and feel of the toothbrush. Yes, this was the Eisenberger toothbrush. Albrecht looked to Curly and smiled wide. It's my toothbrush! He exclaimed gleefully, holding the toothbrush up high and pointing at it with his other hand. Curly offered a half-smile and hesitant thumbs up. That's our exit! The cowboy mimicked the old man's excitement while emphasizing the pale light leaking through the far corner of the cave. Albrecht nodded and closed his eyes. Albrecht, knowledge attribute upgraded to level four. Albrecht, intelligent dodge subskill upgraded to D4. Thank you for the extra level up, Albrecht quietly smiled. The old man secured his toothbrush in his fanny pack of mortician tools, then withdrew his scalpel before zipping the toolkit closed. He scanned the cave its large rock teeth scattered across the roof and floor, and the small waterfalls that poured down from random locations in the darkness above. Albrecht changed his mind and put the scalpel back in his toolkit, feeling this terrain might be better traversed with two free hands. Albrecht bounced in place, then ran toward the cave wall, attempting to get closer to the light. Giant Bat Swoop versus Albrecht Intelligent Dodge Two versus six. Albrecht succeeds. Albrecht easily sidestepped the giant bat and let the large dark mass fly by. The bat arced back up and regained its perch on the ceiling. It looked down at the mortician and angrily opened its mouth wide, baring those large white fangs. Albrecht mimicked the bat's angry face as he clutched the cave wall. The cowboy watched as Albrecht ran forward, then spared a look back and saw Franklin peering at him from behind a large rock. Hey, Doc, do these bats hate loud noises? Franklin paused before answering. I didn't catch that. What did you say? I said, would a loud noise, let's say from a hypothetical gun, distract or impair these bats? Well, a hypothetical gun isn't going to do anything to these bats. Curly held up one of his pistols. What about this one? That might do it. Franklin, rapid recall. Three, success, normal DT. 
you know, they're probably going to get distracted temporarily. Franklin relayed the information in his mind. The bats will flutter away, but then they're probably going to come back quickly and be pretty upset. So you probably don't want to hold on to that thing afterward. Curly took a moment to process Franklin's advice. So I can chase him away temporarily. I'm okay with that. The cowboy fired at the cave ceiling. Curly, quick draw, versus giant bat, flight. Four versus four. Curly fails. The bullet ricocheted off a stalactite and bounced off another one or two of the cave's teeth. Still, the loud noise did its job and agitated the giant bats. They flapped and screeched, adding to the cacophony of water echoing throughout the cave. Another thunderous crack of stone rang out, and the cave rumbled as the waterfalls increased in pressure and flow. The cave floor was rapidly disappearing under the rising waters. Franklin yelped as he lost his footing, and the cowboy laughed through their increasingly precarious situation. Curly turned to thank the doctor for the advice on shooting the gun, but Franklin was gone. Curly looked at his pistol, then back to the spot where Franklin should have been, confused at the doctor's disappearance. Get out of the water! Bazaria yelled as she frantically ran, splashing with every step. Get out of the water! Waves sprayed as the Magi ran past Curly, desperately searching for higher ground. It was becoming impossible to not be in the water, as many of the floor's high points had waterfalls covering them. Curly watched the Magi run by, then looked quizzically at his pistol one more time before holstering it. Not paying heed to the circus magician, he walked through the cave's dark water until he reached the location where the doctor was last standing. The security guard searched the spot to determine if Franklin had tripped or fallen into the water. Curly, mustache sense. Three, failure, impossible DT. Impossible? Anger began to brew in the cowboy's gut when the difficulty rating appeared. Don't tell me something is impossible with this mustache. It was perplexing to the cowboy. The pooling water was like liquid obsidian, opaque and highly reflective. Yet the water did not seem deep enough to hide somebody. He kicked along the cave floor, expecting to kick Doc's body. Still, the doctor could not be found. Curly massaged his mustache, pondering over what could have happened and what to do next. While the cacophony of falling water still reverberated throughout the cave, a whispered tune was softly felt within the white noise. It may have been a rather jovial tune coming from someone familiar with hard labor, but it brought an unsettling air to the cowboy. "'Do you see Franklin?' Albrecht cried out as he approached Curly, sloshing through the ankle-deep water. Albrecht's skin pulled him away from the cave light that held the hope of an exit. The mortician did not like this new direction of his ancestor's pull. Curly shrugged an answer. So you can't see him? I don't know. Curly shrugged again. I see splashes? What do you mean you don't know? There's Franklin. I don't know. He was here. Now he's not here anymore. Albrecht shook his head again and studied the dark water. It was like his feet were lost under the reflective blackness that surrounded him. Do you hear humming? What? Do you hear humming? Curly asked again with increased volume. 
Desi said there was humming right before all this water happened. I can't hear anything beyond this water, Albrecht yelled back. My hearing has been going in and out this whole time. The mortician turned his focus to the water, placing a hand on his fanny pack and searched for Franklin. Albrecht, investigation, toothbrush, modifier. Seven, success, very difficult DT. Where is he? Albrecht quietly asked his ancestors. Head cocked to the side and squinting, Albrecht leaned in closer to the water's surface. It was strange, but something was in the water. Despite standing in an ankle-deep puddle, the thing appeared to be fathoms deep. Albrecht stood, staring at the object in the water. As he stood, he felt the water steadily creep above his ankles, wetting his pants as it rippled against his calves. The thing was like a self-lit silhouette. Though it was impossibly deep, it began to swim closer. Closer. The old man quickly recognized this thing was a person, and this person was swimming at an incredible speed toward the surface. Albrecht's eyes widened in astonishment as he watched, trying to determine if this was some sort of vision, perhaps a portent of someone swimming straight for him. The person was a young man with skin that was charred and smoldering. The charred man's eyes burned with a fervency that captured Albrecht in their gaze. Recognition of this young man crested as he reached the water's surface. This young man was the circus friend of the Magi. Ashen flakes fell as the young man's arms broke through the water's surface, reaching for Albrecht. Water. Pull. Versus Albrecht. Intelligent dodge. Five. Versus seven. Albrecht succeeds. Albrecht flew back, flailing and splashing. He stumbled and jumped again before he grasped the nearest rock hold he could find. Holding tight to the rock with one hand, he quickly patted himself with his other to make sure he was still here. The charred man in the water was gone, and the cave waters held no signs of his emergence, but his presence was still felt. Albrecht, thoroughly soaked, jerked the family toothbrush from his toolkit and held it over the water's surface. He watched the water with wild eyes, saw the surface rock and sway like a black liquid mirror, reflecting the blue-green glow of the toothbrush. There was no sign of the charred young man. The old man looked to the security guard. Curly was several paces away. His mustache was a wild bush that covered the middle of his face. With one hand on the butt of his still-holstered pistol, the other held the ten-gallon hat against his chest as a salute to the fallen companion. His eyes were clear as he spoke. R.I.P., Doc. Fighting a strange creeping sensation that was attempting to take hold of him, Albrecht looked to the water. Franklin. Water. Pull. Versus Franklin. Stamina. Four. Versus one. Franklin fails. Get out of the water. Get out of the water. The magician's voice was distant and muffled as Franklin found himself swiftly pulled deep into the water. It all happened so fast. Franklin remembered following the cowboy deeper into the cave, yelling about the bats. Then he felt a pull on his legs. The next thing he realized, he was sinking into impossible depths. 
It was cold, dark, and bitter in the haunted abyss. The medical examiner could no longer tell if he was sinking. He floated in a cold, empty void that was absent of light. Disoriented and afraid to breathe, he thrashed but could not escape the imprisoned feeling. What was that feeling? It was a feeling, a burden, that he had carried for so long. Pity. That's why he was here. That is why Franklin agreed to this adventure. Pity for a man who seemed incapable of understanding friendship. That man, Albert Eisenberger, latched onto Franklin since the first day they met. Dr. Meadowlark could not understand why this odd little man would always seek him out. It wasn't hard for them to find each other, though. Their paths crossed often, typically when handing off cases. Every time they did meet, the doctor could feel the old man's loneliness. While Franklin never really went out of his way to interact with Albrecht, the medical examiner did show the old man pity and recognize the old mortician whenever he was present to receive her body. These casual interactions eventually led to an odd but unique friendship, for lack of a better word. It was funny, in a sad way, but Franklin remembered how, most of the time, Albrecht was oblivious to the fact that he didn't have teeth. Perhaps it was one more reason to pity the old man. Now was not the time for reminiscence. Franklin was fighting for his life in a haunted void that ripped him away from any chance of help. He thrashed and struggled to swim, hoping to return to the surface. Franklin, stamina, versus water, drain. One, versus six. Franklin experiences exceptional failure. Two emotional moxie strikes inflicted. Pity amalgamated with despair. His lungs were burning, as were his eyes. There was no way out. The small indicator flashed red in his periphery, warning that only one moxie remained. The weight of life grew heavy as Franklin struggled. He was, once again, facing his end. Dr. Franklin Meadowlark floated in the abyss and wondered if he should continue to hold the weight he struggled with. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. Bizarria was spastically trying to run through knee-high water while yelling at the young man haunting the cave. She ran erratically in different directions, desperate to find shallower ground, feeling his song humming in the shadows that stretched and grew across the cave. She tore past Albrecht and Curly, splashing waves in her wake. A large, tall stalagmite protruded from the water, and the Magi jumped, grappling it with her arms and legs, frantic to be out of the water. She embraced the mineral spire with her whole body, but the stalactite was slick and smooth, lacking foothold or an outcropping to grasp. Bizarria panicked as she felt herself sliding down. She attempted to climb higher on the stalactite, but panic had already taken over. Bizarria's grip slipped as the system indicated her failure and she fell into the water. Water. Pull versus Bizarria dexterity. Five versus one. Bizarria fails. A great splash plumed around the Magi as she impacted the water in the most ungraceful fashion. The water sucked in and waved out, spraying and foaming in a second smaller plume. When the water settled, Bizarria the Magi was gone. Uh, nope! Curly exclaimed as he shook his head and grabbed the closest piece of cave he could reach. 
the security guard was dripping wet and recognized the water was rising with supernatural speed. It would soon be past his knees. I don't think the doc is going to make it, Curly yelled to Albrecht. What? Doc's got two moxie already. I thought he mended that. At best, he mended one. Guaranteed he's back to two by now. Scheisse. Albrecht pulled a tuft of hair on the side of his head, toothbrush still in hand. The medical kit. That's right. Uh, you gave it to him. Why didn't he use it? Probably saving it for a special occasion. Well, now might be that special occasion. I think it's too late for that now. Probably going to lose it with him. Shouldn't have given it to him. I don't know how to use it, Albrecht stomped, splashing water into his face. Wiping the water off, he retorted, Do you know how to use it? Curly shrugged as he scanned what was left of the cave floor. The rising water and the loss of two in the group to some unknown water force made it impossible for the security guard's mustache to remain tame. Regardless of the unruly bush on his upper lip, he was sure of only one immediate priority. Mentally readying himself, Curly motioned his intentions to Albrecht, then set his sights on the light that, he hoped, would be their escape. Curly, dexterity. Four, success. Difficult DT. Running through the water above knee depth was not an easy feat, but Curly made it to the corner of the cave without incident. The pale light leaked through a small crack roughly where the cave's wall met the ceiling. The opening was higher than he could jump and too small to fit through. The faint, pale light shining down was Curly's only hope of escaping the nightmare that haunted these dark waters. He quickly glanced over his shoulder, scanning the water's surface for that snake. He shuddered and turned back to the wall. The security guard ran his hands across the rock, above and below the water around him, searching for something to help him get through the crack. Little Gummy said there's gotta be a key by the exit. His voice was quiet and strained as he searched furiously. There, something was in the water that was not rock. Curly grabbed it and withdrew a pickaxe from the water. Surprised, Shocked and grateful, the cowboy grasped the pickaxe tightly with both hands and smiled. Sweet! Water. Pull versus curly dexterity. Six versus four. Curly fails. <laughs>